Hey guys, I'm thinking about investing in Provo. What about St. Louis? Why not Indianapolis? That's what we're talking about today. Welcome to the Utah Real Estate Show podcast, the show where two agents and a lender teach real estate best practices by talking through mistakes we've seen and made. We were both nervous about what it'd be like working together, but honestly, she's my most amazing property manager I've ever had. In fact, now I just try and buy deals wherever she's willing to manage. Wow. My my northern indie stuff, I've been trying to sell off and just buy everything down where she is. Because I gotta tell you, even more important than how perfect the property is, you wanna buy where the people you trust are willing to manage. That is way more important Write than the that right. down at yeah. home, like yeah. that is important. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Utah Real Estate Show. I am Tyler Kazari, Utah Real Estate Agent. Jason Christiansen, Mortgage Lender. Eric West, Utah Real Estate Agent. And here we have Hiram Oaks, who is the CEO of Race Entry, has nothing to do with housing or real estate, but you're an awesome investor and that's why we wanted to have you here. So we're excited. Yes. So our topic is is really going to be, the show today is really going to be um, targeting people who haven't done a lot of real estate investing, who it's not their their career, right? Right. They're not so, professionals in the industry. And that's why we have Hiram on. Hiram is a good friend of mine. We've known each other for how long now, Hiram? Uh, Too long, 15 years. 15, yeah, like Roughly. many years. Many years. More than that, actually. Yeah. yeah. We've had a lot of fun together. Um, and we've, we've designed many things together. It's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But so the first thing is, do you own real estate? Yeah, I do. Have uh, about 33 units, I think. Yeah. Nice. And, and where, where are your units at? Two are in Provo and 31 are in Indiana. Just the cash on cash is better out of state. Okay. Yeah. I was done, and that was my next question, like what drove you out of state? So obviously the, the cash, the return on investment, anything else that drove you? Wait, well, hold on, hold on. Before we get too carried away with industry jargon, cash on cash, what is that? Uh, how much cash I'm putting in versus how much cash I get back per dollar spent. So like, for example, one of my, well, most of my fourplexes, the mortgages on a fourplex in Indiana, you can acquire them for, well, when I first started, you could get them anywhere from ninety-five to one hundred and fifteen thousand. It's, it's higher than that now, but that was just a few years ago. A quarter of the price you can get them here if you get a good deal. Uh, fourplex here is like a million, a million bucks or yeah, more. It's um, higher, yeah. But and yeah, you'll rent for more here, but I can rent for four times mortgage there, or at least three times mortgage, even when I'm doing bad. You are lucky to net a couple hundred bucks here. And so even though the rents are drastically higher here, if I spend the same million dollars in Indiana, I'm gonna have about four times the rent. So your cash on cash is money down to monthly income received. You're not waiting to sell to acquire that. Yeah, but even uh, everyone, that I tell my strategy to always argues, oh, but appreciation so much better in in in, in, Utah. in Utah. That's not been my experience. My fourplexes are all worth almost double what they were three, four years ago. Well, and, and it's that's a about different, Utah. It's a different mm-hmm. type too, because in order, even if appreciation is amazing, it's you can't just go and grab that money easily. You have to refi. You have to do extensive lines of credits. You or have to do luck. different things to get that. Where you're at, you have a check coming once a month mm-hmm. that's coming into you. Yep. So I mean that that is it's it's a different type of investment, and it's where you wanted to go, which is awesome. I have a lot of newer investors right now that I've that have are reaching out for advice, and which is why we wanted to have you here to have a different perspective on stuff. Of one of the things that I've been saying, hey, as a beginner, maybe focus really good and learn 
you know, if you're going to do Airbnb, great, but really learn it, know the marketing, know the area, know what you're doing. If you're going to do cash on cash type of investments, figure out where you want to be at and understand how to do it. If you're going to do um, equity investments, understand how you're going to do it, the pros and cons, really learn that instead of going, I'm going to try this, I'm going to try that. Now you have three rentals that you really only know <laughs> a few Delicious. percent about. What well, happens when something goes or wrong? Or try something, but make sure you've got a plan B that works. Yeah. Like if it, yeah. if it's it, still an investment, like you right. have to be willing to lose that. Yeah, it's very it's good tough. advice. So let's get back, let's go back to Hiram and your experience. So you had the two units here in Provo. How long did you have, when, when did you end up acquiring those units? Well, I actually, my first rental property was actually in the neighborhood I lived with you in. When I moved, I didn't sell the house. I kept it and rented it out. Yeah. And I had a terrible experience. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I owner managed, you know, I didn't hire a management company and I'm just not a bill collector. So and they give me the sob stories and I believe every one of them. And I just learned. So your big problem was collecting rents. Oh, I went, I think, seven months straight without collecting rent one time. Oh, and, wow. uh, oh, you, you got, so you got all of that money back, right? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and, you know, a lot of people would quit after something like that, but I had paid this house down to like, I don't know, 18,000 left. And so the payments were small. There was like no debt. And so it wasn't killing me. I was fine. I just, but with my, my day job, the race entry thing, we, you know, when you're first starting a company, it's cash intensive, especially with development teams, as Tyler can tell you. Mm -hmm. And so I needed some cash. So I, I sold that property, used a lot of it towards the company, but not all of it. And like I say, it was almost paid off. So I got almost all of it cash. And, um, but I had enough cash and I don't know if it was a wholesaler or a short sell. There was some duplex in Provo, had a hole. You could have shot a rocket right through the roof and not hit anything. And it was, um, you know, the water's off, the power's off. We couldn't test anything. It's like an auction kind of situation. And so I took a risk and, you know. Were you following auctions at the time or did did someone reach out to you? Well, I'm a pretty competitive person and I had a pretty bad taste in my mouth for how it went on the last time. So I knew other people had had better experience. So I knew I was doing it wrong. And I I assumed, and and I think I assumed correctly, at least my recipe was not supposed to have me manage the properties. Okay. Um, Not just from a time standpoint, because I'm pretty busy, but also I don't think I have the personality to be cutthroat on making yeah. sure the rents are on time and making sure people are taking care of it and all the things that go are involved in property management. That's just not right. my style. You're an owner, not a property manager. Yeah, I'm not a property manager. Gotcha. I don't mind DIY stuff. Like I'm happy to swing a hammer, do some demo, do some construction, but I am not like, I don't like dealing with people issues. Even though I manage a company for some reason, it's different. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's a really good thing to realize. Like, know yes. your weaknesses. Don't yeah. like. There's some th- some things in life where you need to learn and grow, and some things where you don't. Like, I suck at this. I'm not going to do it. So much cheaper. I have so many people them. who want to get into investing. I'm like, I'm going to save 200 bucks a month by not hiring a property manager. I think, oh boy. Did yeah. you come to that realization, or was it a wife or a friend or? Well, because I, a lot of people have a hard time recognizing that they're not good at something. And like Jason pointed out, like, I think that's a huge crucial thing of changed your game. Because what happens if you went and bought two more 
and decided to continue to self-manage and I keep actually, like, before I bought the next duplex, I had actually uh, hired a property management company that helped me uh, evict the tenant. Um, you know, n- not only do they have a better skill set than me, but they're n- more versed on the laws and the whatever else and the mm-hmm. how-to. And and so we, we got a new tenant. Um, so I was already kind of linked up with this guy. So there was just a short period of time, but it wasn't even a half a year later when I was already into a new property. And it needed, this may not sound like a lot of money now, but in 2014 or 15, whenever I bought this duplex, we spent 85,000 fixing it up. And that was with a ton of DIY. I mean, almost no labor. It was like material, like a ton. I mean, we had to tear it to the studs. When we got the keys and we flipped on the water, all the pipes were leaking everywhere. <laughs> it, had a, it, had, it had aluminum wires everywhere. I mean, stuff you wouldn't Ooh, see. Oh, in the, we had to basically rewire the whole home, replumb the whole home, all new kitchen, all new er, er, everything. And it was, and somehow that still didn't deter me. <laughs> I'm amazed, actually. That's, that's yeah. quite a bit of work. Well, I'm, I'm a pretty persistent person, but I, I'll tell you what, it, it goes a lot better when, it, like you say, if you can find your weaknesses and find people that are, that's their strengths, oh, it's totally worth paying the nine, 10, whatever percent to have someone else take that on. And look, is it better to get 100% of zero rent that I was getting or 91 or whatever percent of actual rent coming in consistently. Yeah. So I mean, that is a, a no brainer. Not the headache. headache. Yeah, no oh, headache. Yeah. And what's your hourly rate? There's tons yeah. of success coaches that say, set what you want to make and then work as if you make it. And if you're like a lot of people who self-manage, they spend hours and hours, I mean, making minimum wage or less when everything goes yeah. into it, you know? Yeah, well, and having the right property manager matters. I've experienced that way more in Indiana than here. I think it's a little easier to, that's one advantage of buying local is you can actually more easily have regular contact. I don't have regular contact with my managers here. It's pretty much, I don't ever even think about my pro duplex ever. It's just taken care of and money comes and it's fantastic. And cash flow is like, even though it has more debt than that other one, I make way more money on that duplex. So it ended up being a win. I mean, it was a huge win, but. Um, How'd you go from Provo to Indiana? So I mean, I know you fit, you figure out you want to do cash on cash and that's what drove you out of state, but where'd you, how'd you get your finances and how'd you go of said and go from two homes to another 31? Because 2014, so, is, I'm assuming is when you bought that one, that's not too long ago. Yeah. And you right. went to 33. Yeah, in just so, a few but years. You gotta remember, Indiana is like it's like six or eight to one. In cost, <laughs> it's, it's true. It's it true. Sounds more impressive but it's still, than it is. You still have um, to get funding. You still have sure. to find dollars. You I, still gotta get loans. So I, I there was a. I've always had an interest in um, wholesale stuff, but I've never been fast enough. Anytime I'd get the emails, I'd call and he said, "Oh, it's already closed." I'm like. The email came like six hours ago. What do you mean it closed? I'm probably exaggerating, but I just got so sick of the emails because I can never get on a wholesale mm-hmm. deal quick enough here in Utah because it's just like They're gone. sharks. Mm-hmm. They're gone yeah, quick. Utah's rough. I don't even get the emails anymore. I don't even know if there are many deals anymore, but um, I one day, I'm going to confess a sin here. I don't know if it's a sin, but it's <laughs> one day I was the, I, I, I'm Latter-day Saint and I was, I was the ward clerk and I'm in the in the foyer, you know how you count the people in your ward there? <laughs> I'm counting and I'm in the hall part where you're counting people sitting in the chairs uh-huh. on the outside and 
uh, my phone does the little alert thing, and I don't normally look at my phone during church. But I was in the I wasn't in the sacrament room. So I'm, the in, I'm in the foyer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'm in the foyer, and I'm like, what the heck is this? So you're this at church. Me. You're not in church. You're at church. Yeah, yeah, That's sure, sure. As he was counting so, people, though. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I like I. You know how you see the alert before you click into uh-huh. it, and I saw who the sender was, and I knew it was a wholesaler, and I was like, well, I gotta at least look. Cause I'm always too slow. I gotta at least look. <laughs> okay. So I, it's it's like. It's it's a it was a uh, townhome in West Valley. They wanted 185, and I think I don't know what year this was. It might have been, might have been 2017. I'm gonna be give or take a year or two. Anyway, West Valley 185 for a townhome, and I'm like, oh, this is game on. Like I could see the pictures. It looked like ready to just flip. Other than had purple. Carpet. You not only bought a house on Sunday, you bought a house. In church on Well, I didn't Sunday. buy it. I didn't buy it. I oh. called him and said, it's mine. Don't let anybody else touch it. I have and to I finish counting. I'll call you back later. Yeah. Well, I called him on Monday. We did all the, on Monday. I'm going to sing some hymns. So, so um, luckily, because I knew I wanted to be ready for a deal, I had done a HELOC on my primary residence. Yes. And I think it was like, I think I had ready. like 200000 ready for any moment just to go oh. do something. This is less than that. So, I was like, I can just go pay cash for this thing. And so... I call him, I didn't do the transaction on Sunday, but Monday I worked out the details and we I think we had closed by either that Thursday or Friday. So it was just a few days and it was done. I mean, it was fast. And here's the crazy, no, it was Friday. I remember- Did you even go look at the home? Yes, I did. I did go look. I, I, didn't <laughs> go, I think I drove by, I don't think, I don't even know if they had, a, I can't remember all the details. It was like someone died and a family member was just getting rid of it. It was one of those kind of wholesale deals. Oh, yeah. But, um, it's amazing so, it made it to you and someone didn't snatch uh, it up along the way. I can't believe I was the first that called, but I called the moment I got that ding on my phone. <laughs> I stepped outside, made a call, went back in and finished my counting. But anyway, I was first. I'll call you on Monday. Don't sell it. I can't yeah, do it. Yeah, that's fine. Now. I was like, I'm on it. Yeah, so um, that worked out. But it, So what was crazy is I closed Friday. I called my carpet guy and uh, somehow got him to go up to West Valley from Orem on a Saturday with just hours notice, not even 24 hours notice. And I got a painter to go in Saturday to paint carpet. It was under contract Monday. For, for 230. For a rental? Whoa. For 230. Oh, oh. No, no, sell. You, you sold it. You just it. I bought it Friday under contract Monday, carpet paint done. 230. <laughs> Did you was it intended to flip or were you so, ever thinking about putting a renter in it? Um, no, 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 no. I didn't want to do anything West Valley. I, no offense to anybody who's from West Valley. I'm, I'm, I just didn't want to deal with something that far away. And I didn't have a property manager that far. Maybe my property manager would have done up there. But it, I didn't have enough time to really evaluate that. I just wanted to make some quick cash. Gotcha. So I could do something else. Gotcha. Right? And so, yes, how did I get the cash? That was maybe one of a few other steps. Well, and then that paid off my HELOC. So now mm-hmm. I have my HELOC available to buy some real estate. And that duplex... Um, it appreciated a few mm-hmm. years later, so it got a HELOC going on that one too. And um, so I, I used HELOC several times, I did several mortgages, and uh, just the first batch I bought, I bought 17 doors all the same day in Indiana. The first time I flew out was July, and in September I closed on 17. I was supposed to close on 19, but the problem was uh, one of the duplex sellers was getting too impatient and it was kind of complicated getting the finances to go all at the same because yeah. the, the lenders were saying don't do these staggered or it might mess up deals close them all at the same time I was like okay and they probably still crazy. hated you what's that <laughs> and they probably, probably still, still hated, hated you. you you'd think 
like <clears throat> you buy multiples of anything else, it makes it easier. You get a discount. But the more loans you do, it makes them harder exponentially because there's was so it, many moving parts. So mm-hmm. it wasn't one loan for 17 doors. No, it was. Uh, I I I I used my HELOC on a fiveplex. It was, was it the same lender for all 17 doors. Uh, no, because the f- five of the units were just on or, the HELOC that I just had sitting there. Um, but the other uh, 12 doors, so four, three, four. Wait a minute, my math's wrong. I did more than 17. Because I got I got three fourplexes, a fiveplex, and a duplex all at the same time. So what is that? So 19? That's, yeah, 19. So it was supposed to be 21. Sorry, this is a few years ago. My math's a little fuzzy at this point. But anyway, yeah, so I got 19 doors at the same time. It was supposed to be 21. Nice. And five of the doors, oh, well actually, I got the duplex and the fiveplex on um, HELOC because I didn't want to burn a mortgage on a small duplex that I got the duplex for 45,000. I mean, I wasn't gonna burn a mortgage for 45,000. I don't even know if the lender would have done such a small mortgage. <laughs> well, cause after you put money down, it's what a 30,000 more, that's a car. So I was not gonna, burn, <laughs> you only get 10 mortgages. I'm not gonna burn a mortgage on $30,000. So I try to do, especially in Indiana where the price is so small, I try to do as much as I can fourplexes to, just to get the unit count higher. Plus the cash on cash, it comes back to that. It's better because you're paying insurance on one lot instead of four lots a lot of people have single family i hate single family right i like my property manager when they're going for one thing they might notice something on one of the other three units while they're there you get more tlc when they're together it's one roof i'm replacing not four roofs it's one batch of taxes on one lot like yeah a fourplex is worth more than a single family but not four times more so it's, it's more economical on insurance on taxes on more attention to more units at the same time. There are downsides. If one guy brings in bed bugs, they all now have bed bugs. So I'm not saying everything's better on the fourplex as opposed to single family, but it's How still many times my have preference. You had oh, in Indiana and in some rural areas, it's a thing. <laughs> it's, in human areas, thing. it's more common out east than it is here. Yeah. I mean, we don't have that many bugs here, but out east. There's more cockroaches there. There's more everything. everything. I just yeah. love it when people bring stuff up. I want to know the story like, behind ooh. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we get any deeper into that, I want to, like, you you skipped over a kind of a big section of that story, uh, which was, I flew out, I bought 19 units. Like, that's a huge choice. And you, so walk me through how you decided in Indianapolis, mm. and then who did you rely on in Indianapolis to how help did, you. How did you vet them? Oh, yeah. Those, okay, yeah, okay, I'll try and go through all those. If I forget, you can bring me That's back. That's all right, we'll bring you back, yeah. <laughs> so the first thing, I actually had been studying, even before I had done the West Valley deal, I knew, I, just from some friends or others that I had met, that there's, like, actually I was looking in Missouri, I was looking in Michigan, I was, I was looking in several Midwestern states and one of the things, I was ready to pull the trigger on St. Louis years before Indianapolis. But what spooked me is more than one person I knew from Utah who had invested in Indianapolis was having copper pipes stolen out of their houses, AC units getting stolen, even if it was chained to the house, still getting stolen. I'm just like, wow. So crime rate became a big consideration for me. And even Indianapolis isn't crime free or by any means, but I kind of look at some certain cities and suburbs and, I tried to get close enough where someone could commute to the major market, but far enough away where, I mean, think Sandy instead of West Valley, right? That's the sort of thing I'm trying for. Someone can still commute to Salt Lake, but Indianapolis. 
And I don't like Indianapolis. I've been there. I actually <laughs> will not buy properties in Indianapolis. You'll go through entire neighborhoods and everything is boarded up, like entire mm-hmm. streets. Like you almost feel like you're in those sections of Detroit where the whole mm-hmm. major yeah. neighborhoods are shut down. There might be one actual home being used and so much is condemned. And the crime, I mean, there I don't think it's as bad as St. Louis, but there's still some pretty scary, yeah. like when I was going around town there, I don't even go see home. There's some nice neighborhoods in Indianapolis, uh-huh. some very nice neighborhoods, but I don't know that city well enough to know where's safe and where isn't. And, yeah. and um, I always felt a lot safer in the suburbs and the properties were in better condition as a whole. Not were you, were you touring these places by yourself or did you have the I top of a real estate yeah, agent? Okay. agent? And I kind of got hosed at first. So this agent, how I selected him, he was uh, kind of a partner with someone who was a property manager and okay. she was going to manage all my stuff. And I bought based upon her <laughs> commitment to, I'm like, what's, what's your area that you'll manage? And so she had a big area she's willing to manage. So I'm buying here and here and here and here all over, yeah. not, not just north or just south or just east or west. I mean, I was all over the place. And then she decided all of a sudden, cause she had, I think she was managing something like 800 units or something. And she was just too overwhelmed. And like, I think it was like two, two days after I closed or something crazy like this. I might not even have keys at this point. She's like, I'm not doing it. You need to find someone else. I'm out of state. I have no property <laughs> wow. management. And I've already like bought my deals based upon her commitments. And I was honestly, that first bit was terrifying. And in fact, uh, yeah. I found someone for my Southern stuff really quick and I was nervous about her at first because um, my first interaction was the fire department called us. Uh, phone call. Yeah, fire department got my name somehow. I don't know how, they called me and I called my new property manager. We don't even have an agreement yet, right? Yeah. This is all fresh, like I've, I'm not doing it and then this person says they will do it. No paperwork's even transacted. Fire department, hey, person that we haven't even signed a contract, can you deal with this fire department thing? I can't remember what it was, it wasn't on fire, it was like, I don't know if there was a gas leak or I can't, I can't honestly, I don't know if the water's, some reason the fire department was called and they're oh, calling man. me and it has to be dealt with now and I'm out of state <laughs> and I don't even have a contract. And it was like, and she was like giving me heat because like, why did you do this to me? I'm like, I didn't do this to you, this lady that didn't do her job that should have been prepared for all this. Yeah. Like it, it made me look bad. She now knows I'm not that kind of person where like, it was just the situation, so right? Start off with just a healthy dose of friction. So. Oh, and so I, we were both nervous about what it'd be like working together, but honestly, she's my, most amazing property manager I've ever had. In fact, now I just try and buy deals wherever she's willing to manage. Wow. My my northern indie stuff, I've been trying to sell off and just buy everything down where she is. Because I gotta tell you, even more important than how perfect the property is, you wanna buy where the people you trust are willing to manage. That is way more important Write than the that right. Write down yeah. at home, like yeah. that is important. Yeah. Well, and another way of saying that is you had a relationship with a good property manager and you trusted where they said that they would recommend managing. Yeah. Not forcing that manager to go to a place where they're like, you yeah. really don't like going over here. And so once again, understanding where they're at and getting that information. Yeah. I, mean, I think I think that's a huge. Yeah. It was just like his properties in Utah, the house you flipped. You're like, I don't want to own a property in that area. Yeah. And it doesn't matter like, People are super reason. opinion. Yeah, it doesn't matter yeah. your reasons. 
If you don't like it, don't do it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to get better attention if it's in their core competency or in their geography they want to do. If if you do something they don't really want to do, it's not going to get the attention you want to do. Any job. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter what it is. You don't like to do it? Yeah. I was almost trying to convince her to go take care of my Norse stuff and she was kind of thinking about it and then I got thinking about it I was like this is not a good idea like she's a she's great company manager you. yeah and, and I'm going to hate her because she's not going to do the job I need her to do yeah. and uh, Tyler you had wanted me to share a horror story and I have one but I, don't know if I, <laughs> I thought that was the horror no, story no 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 oh shoot I got way better did I tell you other things already yeah yeah Good okay. Enough. We okay. Think so. okay so this is fresh right okay. so remember I said my property management up north is not the best well don't be scared about this story um, but it is pretty bad so again this will just reinforce having the right team how important that is because okay. this is something that could happen to anyone on your own home if you did what these guys did so I have a fourplex one of them it's honestly the best looking fourplex it's cute fourplex up in I think it's called Albany Indiana it's a little bit too far from Indianapolis. I wouldn't buy that far except for that first lady that totally mm-hmm. hosed me right after I closed. Uh, she said, oh yeah, that's totally fine. Now everybody else is like, wow, that is really far. I mean, maybe I can manage that. That's what everyone says. I'm on my third property manager and everyone has not given the property the attention it needs. And just one example is the gas company um, has the units labeled wrong in the fourplex of which is unit one, two, three, four, whatever. And the, and the serial numbers, it doesn't match up. There's some sort of thing. I'm sure this could be fixed, but it's in the middle of nowhere and no one's fixed it. And how long have you had this property? It was one of the 19 units okay. I got. Okay. I've got more since then, but this is one of the original. I've, man, I, I should have sold it ages ago. No, I really should have never bought it. Um, I've had times where it's fully tenanted, but it's, man, we spent a lot of money fixing it up. It's just like so nice. And anyway, this fourplex, uh, last winter, I didn't know it, but it had gotten to where there was only one tenant of the four now. And they turned the gas off on three of the four, which Hmm. in Indiana, that's not gonna work. Pipes froze and another fire department interaction they um the one tenant called the fire department she didn't know the pipes had burst she thought um she thought there was a gas leak but what had happened was the other three units had leaked so much water it had gone down into the basement and covered some pipe in some way that at least how the fire department explained it to me was sewer gases were coming up into her unit and she misinterpreted it for natural gas somehow that doesn't make any sense to me, but that's the story I was given. But wow. anyway, I I got so many bids to go fix this, and maybe because it's in the middle of nowhere, so far away. Is this last winter or just this a few weeks is just ago? this last winter, okay. a year ago? I mean, okay, so I switched property mat. Part of the problem was it was like the lining up of the stars of all the things that could go wrong together. So mm-hmm. I had fired multiple property managers. So I'm on property manager number three now, right? But in the transition, um, because of the ID problems, the new guy taking over, he took over in November and the problem happened, we don't know, maybe December or January where it burst because it didn't happen in the unit that had heat. It happened in the units that were vacant and because it's far away and probably he wasn't visiting often enough, it could have been weeks before we knew. 
It, we just know at some point this lady called the fire department. Thank goodness you had a tenant in there to like call right. on it. Well, and there's water dripping onto the electric panels. It was like a whole bad deal. So they shut down the power, they shut down the water. We lost that tenant and all the bids for the plumbing to replumb the whole deal because they were cracked everywhere. I mean, it wasn't one crack, like every square inch of this pipe, there's a crack, another two inches of crack. We literally, anyway, the bid was like, I don't know, $60,000 or some kind of crazy thing. And I only paid 96 wow. to buy the place. And now I had put another, I don't know, 30 or 40 in doing final plank flooring and several other upgrades. But I mean, I wasn't gonna spend half what I'm into it on yeah. plumbing. And I had a cousin that knew how to do plumbing, but I'm going way too far into this. Long story short, I finally in July, after trying to get a bid in Indiana, but couldn't get one where I wasn't gonna put up with it, I flew out with my cousin and we fixed it for like six grand. Cause again, DIY, I don't mind getting dirty and doing some work myself. So I was vacant for six months? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but, but you gotta remember, mortgages are nothing. It was like 780 bucks to debt service this thing and I'm cash flowing like crazy everywhere else so it wasn't a big deal. When you got a, a, a dozens of yeah, units, good portfolio going it's on. fine. Yeah. I was fine. It's just, and so I just finally, he's like, oh, we can rent that now and I'm like, mm, no. So I listed it but this is now because that was in July and you know what happened with rates in August, September and now here we are, Fed might even raise it again, who knows. Uh, I did actually get under contract. So what happened was a wholesaler, which I normally ignore on the other side of it, said, hey, if you can't sell this for, I think I'd listed it for, I don't know, 175. So just to make a little bit, cause it's appreciated, right? Yeah. So I listed it for 175. Remember I bought it 95 and put in some money. Um, just trying to at least get my money back out of it. The wholesaler said, hey, if you can't get someone, I'll buy it for 160, which I was surprised they offered that much because yeah. all the offers I was getting were these crazy low ball, 130,000. I was just like, I am not selling it for less than I'm into it. Thanks, but no thanks. I'll rent it sooner, which would be a terrible decision with all the bad property managers I've had. But <laughs> anyway, so the wholesaler, I'm under contract with them now and hopefully it'll close in a few weeks and 160 is not great, but at least I'll come walk away basically even on the deal after whatever kind of closing costs there are or whatever. So earn earn some gray hair and some wisdom. I but would, other than yeah. that, you didn't lose you didn't lose your shirt on it, which I lost, it could have. I lost a week of productivity and being in that stank, nasty black mold, just that was like the most horrific. I mean, we're caught in sheetrock like every foot and we're thinking this is the end of the crack note through three units of just, there's no end in sight. And then we repressurize the pipes and then whoosh, and you're never done. You think you're done? Cause you, it, this was the worst. And remember that, that short sell I had every pipe, we repiped the whole, I've been through some bad rehabs. This was next level stuff. I mean, this was, I think this house had the, the cheap trailer court uh, PVC stuff. Oh man. And it it just couldn't like normally if pipes burst, especially if it's PEX, you might pop in one spot. Yeah. Maybe yeah. a couple. Not on this thing. So so how would you what advice would you give um to say, here's how you'd avoid this in the future? What are you doing to safeguard yourself? I don't think you can know that there's cheap trailer court. 
PVC behind the sheetrock, but just don't have the wrong team managing your properties. Because if okay. I had someone that was taking the effort to keep it heated through the window, winter, first of all, my other property manager, I never have more than one door in a given fourplex or fiveplex that is vacant. And it's filled within a couple months, even in the worst of times. She's amazing. I just, that's why I want to buy everything wherever she is. In fact, there was a deal where the numbers weren't even that great. And I was trying to just, it was it was over the summer while I was dealing with that whole mess. While I was out there, she's like, hey, by the way, there's this, I don't remember how many units, it's like 20 or 30 units. And I was this close to closing on it. And then even the guy that was going to make all the money on me, the, the lender, he's like, are you sure you want to do this? These numbers don't look that great. And they're fantastic numbers by Utah standards. But like... <laughs> They were not numbers I was used to doing and he had seen uh-huh. what my portfolio was and he's like, this doesn't match, isn't in line with what you're used to doing. Are you sh- are you comfortable with that? And I'm like, well, I think so. I mean, it's Jamie, she'll make it work. He's like, I wouldn't do it. And so then I was like, ah, fine. So I, th- it's rare for me when I'm like, I really wanted to buy it. And oh, you asked, there was a question you asked earlier, Tyler, that I didn't answer. Um, I can't remember how you'd asked it, but what got me to get going, not just Indiana, but what pushed me over there to just get going. Well, there was one thing. So I had mentioned I was looking in St. Louis and Michigan and Ohio and several other mm-hmm. Midwestern particularly because the cash on cash is good and then the crime. But one of the things that really got me going faster, one of my employees, one of my sales reps, he went and been hearing me talk about Indiana because I'd finally identified that was the market I wanted after I'd ruled out the other Midwestern states and I knew I wanted to do Indiana. He went and just did it. He went and bought 10 units. And I'm like, that freaking punk. He just went and got 10 <laughs> units. And so Before I wasn't you. to be outdone. And so this I was going to go 21 when, right away. This is when you <laughs> had just the two in Provo. Yeah, I was like, this guy's got five times more units than he me just, now. He just punked me. I was pissed. I know your personality. <laughs> that won't stand. No. So, I I mean, it was within months. I then had, I, I was trying to do 21 to double what he had done, but it was only 19 because two, <laughs> two of the units walked from us because they were too impatient. But. So, no, he's still buying more and I'm buying more. I, I've kind of hit the pause button just because of that last experience and also because it's not because of the rates because honestly, I don't care if the rates get to 15%. I'm still interested. It's it's the price. You can't refi your price. You can refi your rate. I don't care about a rate. That's a temporary problem. Your price and your rents matter way more, in my opinion, for this strategy, the cash on cash strategy, cash on cash. I don't care what the rate is. It could go to 20% and I'm still good. When I'm getting four times mortgage, go to 50%. I'm still gonna buy. If the price is right and the rents match nicely, it doesn't matter what the rate is. It mm-hmm. just doesn't even matter. Because if it's five, 10 years from now, whenever I'll refi it or I'll have enough cash, I'm gonna pay that thing down fast anyway. It doesn't matter. Nice, it's very good advice. No, I mean, that's huge good advice, especially because that's what everybody is thinking right now. Everybody's complaining about rates. Everybody's wondering what's going on. And what you just said, I, I hope more people really take a second, rewind it, watch it again of figure out your numbers, figure out your plan. I can refi later if I need to, as long as the numbers and stuff make sense for what I'm doing. Now, if you went, you're like, well, if it doesn't, if it goes up another point, I'm screwed. Well, then that's not correct, smart numbers. Figure out what you're doing, understand your property managers, what you can rent that for, know what your cash on cash is if you're going that direction. And as long as it makes sense, Mm -hmm. 
You got to look at the margins. You have to understand. Don't let that interest number scare you because guess what? You backed away, he's right there. And so are five others that are going, you ding dong, you backed away because it's this percentage. (laughs) I'll take that and I'll smoke you on this. Right. So just like you got rid of the single family residence that you owed 18,000 on, higher debt load on a duplex that required $80,000 of repairs. Mm But your cash flow is better. Well, yeah, because I mean, that thing rents for, so the mortgage on that was around, because I had a lot of equity in it, I put a good chunk down. The The, the rent on that was, I think 850 or so, somewhere in that ballpark, but it rented for 2,400. The other one rented for, I think 1,200 at the time when I sold it. And so, you know, I might've made, what, $400, maybe $500 after rent. The other one, I'm making more than 1000 a month cash flow. Yeah, you used that so, equity to go buy this, which ended up giving you a greater end game of what you're yeah. looking at doing. And and yeah. I think that's, I I mean, I think that's the hugest thing to sit there and think of is, is understand what you're trying to do. Have a game plan of what you're doing and actually talk to somebody, like he mentioned several times of get a team, figure out if you don't understand numbers, go talk to somebody who does understand numbers. And you don't need to learn numbers. You don't need to learn no, I hate real numbers. estate in the area. Yeah. Ask those guys. <laughs> so what did we learn? Well, I learned that I need a good competitor investor to go punk me so I can get in the game <laughs> and, and buy more units. I know Hiram and he's a consummate competitor. And so when there's competition, you run faster, don't you? In a marathon, Absolutely. you run faster. Yeah. And so um, obviously investing has a lot of differences, but there are some similarities as well. So I need, a, I need somebody to go punk me so I can go buy a bunch more of units. Focus on your strengths. Hire the people who are your weaknesses. Just have Hiram on the show again. Learn, <laughs> learn, learn something else. I mean, I learned a ton from what uh, his stories and what he was talking about. I mean, the biggest one for me was he talked about investing forever. And his competitor said, why are you keep talking? I'm just going to go do it. Like, mm-hmm. take that risk. Talk to somebody. Have somebody to partner with at least just intellectually like, hey, yeah, I think you should do it. Here's the numbers. Go do this. Don't wait two more years. You keep talking about it. Do it. Yeah. And Hiram, you get away in as well. Is there anything that you feel like you learned today? Um, I, it just reassures me more that I need to get out of North India and have the right people managing my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so we had some great stories here. Some horrible stories about pipe freezing and stuff. We want to hear what your guys' stories on your investments are going or things that you've heard from your friends on how bad rentals can be. Let's hear about them. If you want to get in touch with us, shoot us a text at 801-228-7687. Make sure you mention the show. You can email us at the Utah Real Estate Show at gmail.com. You can watch this show on YouTube and you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you learned something or if you really love this show, give us a like on YouTube and drop a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The Utah Real Estate Show is a production of Hive Collective at Presidio Real Estate with support from Security Home Mortgage. The NMLS number for Security Home Mortgage is 178787. 
The NMLS number for Jason Christiansen is 240472, Equal Housing Lender. Not only is this not legal or investment advice, but you should definitely talk to a pro before you make any real estate decision. Every situation is different and should be considered in context. Copyright Jason Christiansen, Eric Wist, and Tyler Kazare. All rights reserved. Talk to you next week. His last name is Oaks. Okay. Like the tree. Okay. Multiple trees. Hiram Maple. Episode <laughs> 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 of the Utah Real Estate Show. I don't know why I can't say estate. Jason Christiansen, mortgage lender. What the heck do I say? <laughs> uh, hit and sit that again. I pointed. I should have pointed. Yeah. Why did you point? What I don't know because I'm an idiot. Okay, no, sorry. Let's do it again. And then you come up with something. Just go. Okay. Just go. Yeah. Improv. Improv. <laughs> You're just repeating, <laughs> Jason. <laughs>